Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you, everyone, for listening to the episodes in the past and today's episode. Before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout-out to a couple of people. Shout-out to my man, Danny Diaz. He made me this amazing edit of JP, the guy we interviewed in this episode that we posted on Instagram. Check out his account. I'll post that in the uh, description below for this episode. And shout-out to um, FF Dynasty one Great podcast going on Instagram, just like us, about football. Make sure you check them out. Give them a follow. And and enjoy the episode, guys. All right, what's going on, everybody? Back at you with another episode of Quarantine Football on this lovely Friday evening. I'm Ryan, like always, one of your co-hosts, and unfortunately, Nate could not make it today, but we have our backup co-host and my good friend, Dorian. What's going on, man? What's going on, Ryan? Happy to be here again, man. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you, man. Always always awesome to have you on the show. You know, we got some good stuff today. Speaking of what we're talking about today, we have a very special guest on the show today. My man, Johnny Patrician, a.k.a. JP Safety from the University of Pittsburgh. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me today. I couldn't be more excited to be on Quarantine Football. I think it's a whole... Great idea, something that gives all of us uh, football fans something to enjoy during this time where we miss the sport so much. So I I couldn't be more excited and honored to be on here today. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. And like you said, you know, this idea that we have of this show gives us something to uh, listen to with no sports right now and uh, an opportunity to talk about the sport we all love, which is football. And, you know, it's just a real, real honor and pleasure to have you on today to talk, man. Oh, thank you. Thanks. It's an honor for me to be here. I appreciate it. And, and, and you're helping my, uh, you know, I'm going through the same problem you guys are that, that we all can relate to with everything going on now. So I, I'd love to just talk football with anybody and, you know, with you guys to bounce some ideas off each other and just talk in general. It, it definitely wouldn't rather be doing anything else on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I agree with you right there. So I'm just going to hop into the questions right away. Kind of a, a big, this is kind of more of a broad question, but uh, why did you choose to play a uh, safety out of all the positions in football? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I get that a lot, actually. And to be honest, um, don't tell my, my defensive back coach this, but I actually always liked offense better than defense. Um, in high school, I had um, – a lot of offers as well to play uh, wide receiver. Um, but to be honest, you know, it, it really, it wasn't uh, that big of a deal for me. I, I like all, um, I liked offense and defense in high school. And, uh, but the school, when I, when I committed to Penn state, you know, they wanted me to play safety. So, um, so through, through the recruiting process for the most part, I was just choosing a school, not um, as for position based um, to say. So, you know, I, I love safety. Um, I love getting my hands on the ball. But my, my true first love was definitely offense, I'd say. Yeah, you know you know what they say uh, for defense, uh, it wins championships. And, you know, it, it shows that in the NFL, shows that in college. And I think defense, obviously, obviously it's a very important part of the game. It's one of the two main parts of football. But, you know, like uh, safety, like you said, you love getting your hand on the ball. But offense is also very fun, too, with a wide receiver. You know, you get to catch the ball, make those big plays. But personally, at least, at least for me, I'm also a very big fan of, on de- of uh, defense. I really love those uh, defensive backs and the techniques that they all use to, like, guard the wide receiver than the studying process that they go through to match up against those guys you know yeah yeah no doubt it's definitely um you know it requires a certain skill set and um I think honestly the best athletes on the field got to play defensive back um you know because really wide receivers in general are amazing athletes themselves and we got to cover them and we don't know the route they're running you know they know what they're going to do and we just got to react to it so um I think that goes to you know, speaks volumes as for the type of athletes that play defensive back and necessarily they don't get the publicity that, you know, the offensive players do. They don't score the touchdowns that the offensive players do. But at the end of the day, um, the DBs, they, they know the truth. <laughs> they, they do, honestly, you know, like you said, it's it's so much skill. You don't know what the wide receiver is going to do and you just got to be ready. It's crazy how much skill that position takes. No doubt. Oh, yeah. So kind of going Going back, how did you know that you wanted to play football? You know, that's a good question. I got to think back to my roots. Um, really, it's just 
you know, the game that I grew up watching with my dad. Um, when I was a little kid, it's the sport that my dad loved watching. And uh, really, I just loved it at a young age. I think I started playing football, like organized football at the age of eight, seven or eight, and um, really never looked back. My dad, uh, he took me to a bunch of Steeler games when I was a young kid. Um, and ever since then, I, I just... You know, we've been the, we've always my, my family's always been the biggest Steeler fans, but that's really where my love for the game started in general. And you know, whenever I was that age, that's when the dream started that I wanted to play in the NFL someday. So, um, you know, still on that on that grind and on that path to making that happen. And uh, really, it's it's been a great ride so far. I I definitely feel you, man. I know from me, even though I was never lucky enough to be able to play football. Just that, that was the game I grew up watching like every Sunday night, just see, seeing whatever team was on, even watching the Super Bowl. I know it, w- it was always fun. Me and my dad, like you said, we would sit sit down and just watch the game, react to what's going on. So I definitely relate to you in that in that sense. No doubt. Yeah, it's it's, you know, it's, it's America's sport nowadays, I feel like. I mean, I don't want to get any baseball people mad by saying that, but um, I feel like, you know. <laughs> It, it football owns a day of the week in our country, you know? I mean, there's there's no other sport that a specific day is specifically devoted to that sport itself. Um, so, and, and I would just hate to see if this quarantine goes on, what that would look like for our country this fall. I mean, I can't imagine how how everything would be impacted by it. Oh, yeah. Me, me and you both, man. It, all of us, we're, we're hoping to see some football this fall. Right, right. Got to, got to. I couldn't imagine. I don't know how schools will be able to function. Uh, you know, businesses. There's so many things that people don't really realize how much thrives off of football. Um, and and I I hate to, you know, harp on that because there's a lot of people that will say, you know, oh yeah, of course a football player is going to say that. But really, you know, just the economy in general, especially in the fall, there's so many businesses, bars, you know, um, merchandise, everything that goes into it. So many jobs involved. Um, you know, if you really look into it, it really, it, it helps make the world go around. No doubt about it. Definitely, man. So for, for some people who aren't familiar, can you describe what the recruiting process is like when you were going through high school? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, it, I gotta be honest, it, it was awesome. I, I loved it. And, but at the same time, it was so, so stressful. Um, it was, a, it was a lot of pressure. Uh, it was very overwhelming. And for me, uh, it picked up really fast. Um, I, uh, you know, towards the end of, well, I, I started, uh, my, my high school is a, is a big time football powerhouse in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's all boys high school um, that, was, that was known for, you know, for, for that reputation. Um, and so I started varsity my sophomore season. And, um, and then I started to get attention after that. But, um, no, no really true biters, you know, being uh, a defensive back, you know, I, like I, I played a lot as a sophomore, but then my junior year, I really, really exploded. Um, and after that junior season is when everything started to pour in. And um, I ended up with 35 Division One full scholarship offers. Um, and that was, you know, it, it was an awesome process having coaches over the house um, with my family for dinner. Um, you know, it, it was really a dream come, come true. I remember like yesterday, get my first offer, and and I'll never forget that feeling. Um, I, I would say, you know, it's similar to, obviously this hasn't happened to me yet, but, you know, just watching the draft a few weekends ago, you know, seeing people's reactions when they get drafted, and I think any football player growing up strives for that, and I do to this day. That that motivates me, that feeling of just seeing your name get called and, um, you know, just knowing all the work that went into that. So on a much, much, much lesser scale, I would say, um, you know, getting my first offer, that was um, a feeling similar to that. Um, you know, it's just knowing all that work and knowing that it's it's it started to pay off. Um, so I, I told my parents at a really young age that um, when I fell in love with football, I didn't want them to ever have to pay for college. And um, so knowing that that was going to be taken care of was I, I was really, really excited about it. So it was a great process, extremely overwhelming. Um but I, I would, you know, I, I loved every minute of it. I, I built so many relationships with coaches, um, you know, with players going on visits. It, it was a great time for my family, and I, I learned so much. And I, I think it really 
matured me a lot. Um, you know, and, and, and it was, it was just a lot of fun. It, it was, it was everything I ever imagined. Man, that, that, that's awesome, man. Cause I mean, you hear about it all the time. Players are always like from a young age, they knew they wanted to play and they're like, yeah, I, I never want my parents to have to pay for something. And it's just awesome to hear you say that and how that's your story, man. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah. My parents have done so much to me. I couldn't, um, you know, thank them enough ever. And, uh, so definitely that, that was something that a feeling I'll never forget. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. You know, that, that whole answer you just gave is just inspiring. I think for anyone <laughs> out there, you know, that was, that was a whole inspiring, like speech right there. You know, you wanted to make sure your parent didn't pay for college and you went out there and you worked for it and you got all those offers. I just find that incredible, man. Just want to, just want to say that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Actually, right before I, uh, came up to, to do this with you guys. My mom, uh, she asked me if she could listen to it. <laughs> so I said, yeah, whenever they post it, I'll, I'll let you listen to it for sure. So so oh, I'll sure. definitely, um, sh- she'll appreciate the shout out. <laughs> shout out, man. Gotta love the, gotta love the fan, man. No gotta. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so, you know, kind of talking about like you uh, growing up, did you have any certain like idol that you looked up to in the football world while you uh, grew up playing the game? Oh, Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think my favorite player growing up was, I I loved Michael Vick growing up. I loved Michael Vick. Um, you know, just how dynamic he was and how elusive he was. Um, I, I loved him. Um, as a Steelers fan, I love Troy Polamalu. Um, you know, Troy Polamalu, obviously one of the best safeties to ever play the game. And, you know, him being from my hometown team, he was awesome. Uh, you know, just how instinctive he was and the hair, you can't miss it. So, you know, he had that all going for him. Um, and, you know, he, he was just so quick and his his instincts were off the charts. Something you know, That's something that you just can't teach. And, uh, you know, I would see him make some plays that just blew my mind. And really, I think that's a part of the reason as to why I, uh, you know, really first started playing defensive back is – because of the things he did and um, what, and just the splash plays that changed the game. Um, but as, as far as an idol goes, um, I love LeBron James in basketball. I love LeBron. <laughs> um, so I, I definitely look up to him in the facet of how he's had a national or global spotlight on him since he was like, what, like 16 years old? And, you know, he's never messed up, you know, no accusations, no drug charges, nothing, um, you know, never got in trouble, no scandals. Um, and I think he is the perfect idol or, you know, person to look up to for a young aspiring athlete. Um, and he, he's been that for me, you know, my whole life. Um, and so just, I think how he handles the spotlight is just amazing. I don't really think people appreciate that as much as they should for how hard that has to be that everything he does is under a magnifying glass and he's just always handling himself the right way. Oh yeah. 100% agree with you about LeBron, man. You know, a lot of those, we see a lot of times with those really like high profile athletes that they just throw their career away with those scandals and those drug incidents. And LeBron is just a perfect example of a guy who he just did everything right, pretty much. He took care of himself. He took care of his family. He didn't get into any trouble, and he's a perfect role model, honestly. And you know, kind of going back to when you were talking about uh, Vic and Paul Malu. Fun fact: I actually have a uh, their jerseys hanging up on my wall directly. No way! Me. Yeah, I got a whole no wall of jerseys, man. Oh, just that's a whole, awesome. whole wall of them. Yeah, so you know, have the Paul Malu literally hanging right above the Vic one. Oh, that's that's great! I, I man, I love jersey. That's all I wore to school every day in my <laughs> elementary and middle school. And I remember um, t- talking about like role models and stuff. I remember I had this this Ricky Williams orange Dolphins jersey, and uh, my mom took it and hid it from me whenever he, he got busted with weed. <laughs> Just, uh, so that, that's, a, that's a short fun fact. Uh, so I never saw that jersey again. After after that oh, happened, my mom didn't want me wearing his jersey. That's great. 
Oh, yeah, I actually, I actually got Ricky Williams' uh, Saints jersey hanging up on the wall too. Oh, a Saints one. That's a good one. That's a good one for yeah, sure. I love it's, throwback it's, jerseys, man. Same, man. I got, I got a ton of them. I can't even count. I, I don't. I've spent way too much money on it, but I love them all. No doubt, no doubt. And that's something you'll keep forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I. That's what I think to myself, honestly. Hopefully, we'll we'll see what happens in the future. But uh, kind of stop talking about myself. Talk more about you. Uh, you have any goals? For next season and beyond, obviously, uh, the NFL, you know, maybe go into the draft after this season. Just uh, talk about that a little. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, for me, you know, goals are huge for me. Um, I, I write them down all the time. Um, I think that's a great way to track your progress and, you know, just seeing. I like, I like writing them down and hanging them on my wall. So something that I see every day. Um, so specifically, you know, it, it's. Short and simple for me. I, I just I got to get to the NFL. Um, that's been my whole dream um, since I was a really young kid. You know, like I said, and um, you know it, it's it's right there in front of me. You know, playing big time football, and um, you know th- this this year will be an opportunity for me to showcase that. And um, so that that's that, that's it for me. It's pre- pretty short and simple. Obviously, I have a lot of um, smaller goals for me to take steps towards the bigger one, but. Um, I, I, I got to get to the NFL and no, no excuses about it. You know, um, you know, God willing that we'll have a season. Um, but as long as that happens, then I'll just got to do everything I can in my power to make that happen. So um, it, it's really that or bust and, and NFL or bust for me. Yeah, honestly, we see, we saw this year, at least in my opinion, a lot of guys who should have been drafted weren't drafted. I think that was a big part because of the virus right now. We weren't able to see a lot of these guys work out. So, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, they'll get their chance with the undrafted signing. And, you know, all the guys that were undrafted free agents, I'm personally rooting for. I like to see everyone succeed. Obviously, it doesn't happen that way. But, you know, for you, if, if there's not a season, like still for a lot of these guys and like you, there's still a great chance of getting drafted. And also, you know, if it happens, hat signing an undrafted uh, free agency deal. Deal. So you know, right. definitely. I, in my opinion, I'm I'm a I'm a be real. I see I see the NFL in your future, man. I'm I'm a I'm a be real there. I see that. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. I, I yeah, really appreciate course, that. Uh, that, that, yeah. that does mean a lot, especially you know, and today with social media and everything, everybody has their opinion. You know, uh, you know, and everybody voices it. So it's it's crazy. Uh, you know, just how today's world works like that. And, uh, but, but, but that's awesome. I, I really do appreciate that. Yeah. But, but yeah, like you said, um, with, you know, there were a lot of people this year that, that weren't drafted that could have been, there were a lot of people that weren't signed that could have been, um, obviously, you know, being at Penn state and Pitt the past few years, I have a lot of friends in the NFL and, um, and I was just talking to one of my roommates the other day, um, uh, Jarvis Miller, he played linebacker at Penn State and then uh, transferred to UMass for his fifth year. Uh, and he was um, – his pro day got canceled, and um, he ended up running an individual pro day, uh, which he, he did really well on. And uh, But he was telling me yesterday that um, an NFL scout told him that there – as of right now, there are 178 less – prospects signed this year than last year just because of um, the virus and everything like that, you know, because rookie mini camps are going on right now. And uh, throughout the league, I guess there are 178 less um, people that were signed, um, you, you know, because at this time in a normal year, you'd have rookie mini camps, which they, which they sign a lot of guys. And right now we, we just can't have that. Yeah, definitely. You know, that, that really sucks for the for the prospects this year. Like with the coronavirus, it's just it's just terrible timing. It couldn't have come at like a worse timing, in my opinion. You know, personally for me, I'm a senior in high school right now, and I'm, I'm missing out on the end of senior year. And like, obviously, it sucks. But I'm trying to look at the bright side of everything. You know, created this podcast, found a new hobby for myself, and I'm just looking forward to the future, man. Going to uh, college next year, hoping we get to get there for semester one, but. You know this this whole coronavirus stuff. It, it sucks. It, it just oh, sucks. Man. No, no way to put it. You know. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, the yeah. senior year, especially second half of senior year, was the best. Um, I know. I'm sorry that you guys missed out on prom and everything. Yeah, it sucks. It, it oh, sucks. Man. You guys go to high school together. Uh, nah. So Dorian goes to Kane University in Jersey, and okay. then I go to and then I go to uh, high school. 
So that's I'm right. going to James Madison University next year. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I Madison. actually um I actually took a visit there in high school to James Madison. That's a gorgeous campus. They, they were, oh, they were it's they were beautiful. One, yeah, they were one of my first offers in high school. Uh, I remember that. And uh, they they got a really good Division One AA program. They're 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 a powerhouse for sure. Yeah, they're good. I, I'm excited to go uh, watch them. You know, hopefully, hopefully we have a season next year. You know, I, I'm I'm optimistic personally about this stuff. So I'm I'm praying I'm praying we have football next year. <laughs> no, I hope yeah. so too. Yeah, one of my um one of my really good friends who was in my uh, my class at Penn State, he uh, grad transferred to James Madison. Uh, he's a wide receiver, Brandon Polk. He, he had a great year this year. He oh just yeah, signed. yeah, I know yeah. him. Yeah, he just signed an undrafted free agent contract. So um, yeah, with um, he was a beast. The Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a really good player. So James Madison definitely produces, no doubt about that. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. So kind of, kind of going back and talking about high school. What would you say is your favorite high school football memory? <sighs> oh man! All right, all right. This is this is a good one. Um, I'd say. Uh, in the semifinals, the, in the playoffs, um, we were actually playing um, my girlfriend's school at the time. <laughs> so <laughs> my uh, my girlfriend's school, we were playing her in the and her playing her school in the semifinals, and so like I knew everybody on that team, you know, all her guy friends and everything like that. Um, and so it was a really big game. We played we played at a, a gorgeous stadium here, uh, and. At, Norwin School District, and it was it was packed, and um, we, uh, we 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 were we were favorited, but they they were undefeated at the time, uh, and we um, we went down early, and they ended up kicking onside kicks in the first half, and we were just not prepared for it at all, and they went up. I want to say, I, I want to say they went up twenty one nothing, and. Um, so we were like shook and I was no way was I, was I, my high school career going to be over like this. This is my senior year. And, uh, so we weren't moving the ball at all. And we just, um, we decided <laughs> to put me in at wildcat quarterback and, um, like 250 yards later, we, uh, we, 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 we won, we won, we came back and we won. Uh, and they, they just couldn't stop it. And, um, so it felt like, I couldn't be touched that game. And it was, I would say that was my best, my, my best memory um, game wise throughout high school, just because I really felt like, like I couldn't be touched. Like I just took over and uh, there was just no looking back. And um, after the game, you know, just celebrating with my friends in the locker room and, and looking forward to the championship game. And that, that, um, that game, was just really memorable for me because our uh, our high school we weren't um, too respected throwing the ball uh, because we, we just always uh, run the ball all the time and so for me to just go to Wildcat quarterback and to, to just have the ball in my hands every play um, you know is a dream come true for any athlete uh, so so that was a lot of fun but but generally speaking sorry if I'm giving too long of an answer here but hey, really you're, just you're no you're good. Just, I'd say, just the camaraderie and um, just the moments in the locker room of how genuine high school football is. Uh, people don't realize that, you know, college is is great, and you know, I've had I've made made the best friends and best teammates over the course of my college career. But really, there's nothing like high school football because it's so genuine, and really, you know, you're playing with the guys that you've known for a while, and you know, you're really playing for the people to the right and to the left of you. And there's just so much more passion and you really love the guys that are next to you. And, uh, you know, it, it means so much more to you when it's like that. And I was lucky enough, you know, to have some my, my best friends ever. Um, I still talk to every day, play high school football with me. Um, there's, there's seven of us and we all went on to play college football. And, um, we were still best friends to this day, but in, in college, it's more so like, you know, you're still close with your friends, but, but it's more so you just want to get to the NFL. Um, you know, everybody, obviously you want to win as many games as you can, but people are a little bit more individualistic, I should say. And, you know, everybody's from different areas. You don't really know anybody coming in um, other than like recruiting and stuff, but, 
you know, in, in high school is definitely more genuine. And that, that's, that's the best memory I have is just the overall experience of high school football. And, uh, you know, it's just so pure. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Like, First off, I I love a good comeback story. So I I love I love comebacks in football, man. Just like see, seeing teams down and roaring back in the second half, I love that. But also the the com the camaraderie you speak about, man. Like I know my friends in high school, we we still talk all the time to this day, and it's and even though we we didn't play football, it it was you know it's just, it's just something different about. Your, your friends from high school versus pe- people in college like yeah like yeah we're we're cool and everything but these are people that you you know you've grown up with which is awesome right right no doubt and, that, and that's something you can't duplicate you know yeah definitely man yeah so, so I, I can feel that for sure go ahead okay. now so just just in general it, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a favorite player or anything but who would you say or what was the biggest influence on your career so far? Uh, you said it could be an experience or uh, just a person? Uh, it, it, it's up to you, man. It could, it could be an experience or just something that influenced you. Yeah. Um, okay, that, that's an easy one for me. Yeah, so um, I don't know how much you guys, you guys know, but, um, but yeah, so my um, – obviously, you know, I was a really big recruit in high school. Um, and I went to Penn State um, with all the expectations in the world. Um, you know, I, my plan was to, you know, start for multiple years and, and get to the NFL. And um, and really, my the first few years of college couldn't have been more opposite. Um, you know, I went there and I was never injured throughout my high school or middle school career. Uh, and I, but I went to college and I had. Um, three season ending surgeries in my first four years there. And, um, it was just heartbreaking time after time. But, um, but really I realized that it taught me so much about life and football in general. One, it made me appreciate the game so much more and to, you know, not take it for granted. Um, and I'd say it matured me, you know, beyond belief. Uh, you know, I, I went into, I went into college, you know, you know, as a, not, not, not a hothead, but like, I, you know, I, I was a confident, you know, you, you couldn't tell me anything, you know, I, I felt like I had the, the, the world in the palm of my hands. Um, and, you know, it, it, just, it humbled me beyond belief, you know, after injury after injury, you know, feeling like this was going to be my breakout year. And then, you know, another injury and I'm on crutches for, you know, six more months. And that was just um, heartbreaking. But it really, that was really adversity that taught me so much about myself and really about life and football in general. And I really think, you know, I hated every moment of, of rehab and not being able to, to play on the field at that certain time. But it really, I, I, I appreciate the life lessons that it taught me and, and molded me as a person to be um, and improve my work ethic in football so much more, uh, you know, because before that, I really didn't have to work super hard for anything. I was just naturally gifted the, the best athlete. Um, and then when I got hurt, I realized how, how precious it was and really how hard you had to work, you know, to, to get back on the field and become the player I once was. And, and, you know, to mention at Penn State, we were a top 10 team in the country every year I was there, basically. So everybody's good. And, um, so really, it that taught me so much about life in general, and um, and and I, I can't speak to that enough. But um, it 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 hasn't, you know, made me lose love for the game at all. If anything, it made me love it way more, and it motivated me way more because during that time, you know, I really found out who was there to support me or who was just there for the ride. Um, and you know, a lot of people fell off. And, um, but definitely it motivated me so much more. And a lot of people forgot about me during that time. And, uh, you know, as, 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 you know, expected, uh, injuries are a part of the game, unfortunately. And I never in my lifetime thought that would be me, but there's, you know, it's, it's uncontrollable. So, um, but I'm motivated more than ever. And, you know, this, this upcoming season, knock on wood, will be my only my second 
healthy season um, in college so far. Um, so I can't be more excited for that, um, you know, just to, just to surge onto the scene again and, you know, make everything happen. Yeah, man. I mean, look, look at you now. You're getting ready for this next season. And I think that's the great thing about sports, that it, it teaches you – it teaches people lessons that they may not necessarily get anywhere else. And that it's – that, that's what I love about sports, that you, you can learn so much from them. Oh, Doran, you're, you're so right, man. Uh, that's – I tell people that more than anything. And I think that's why it's so important for – for kids to, you know, play in as many sports as you can um, growing up. Because that's when I created so many memories. But even more importantly, like you said, the life lessons that can't be taught, you know, in a classroom per se, or, you know, from your parents that you kind of have to learn firsthand, you know, just of, you know, attention to detail and, you know, and being humble and, you know, accountability and everything and, and respect. And it's just, it, it goes on like the list is never ending of, life lessons and, and, and work ethic and, you know, and, and competitiveness and positive attitude and sacrifice. It, it just goes on forever. So I really can't speak volumes to that enough. 100%, man. I, like I said, that that's the reason I love sports so much. Right. That's, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, definitely. You know, kind of uh, talking about uh, your position uh, specifically, uh, what do you enjoy most about playing your position? I know you kind of spoke about that in like a previous question. Maybe uh, that's also a a contributor to this answer. But is there anything else that you uh, really enjoy about playing uh, safety? Yeah, um, I think really it's the ability to change the game dramatically um, with a with a turnover. you know, you can, you can make a splash play that can be the defining moment in a game at any moment. Uh, you know, if you if you get an interception, it can completely change the momentum of the game. You know, a forced fumble. Uh, and really, you get to just impose your will on somebody legally. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. And, uh, and really, defense, you know, it's, 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 it's rough. And, but, but really, I feel like there's that that factor with, with the people you're playing with, where really like it's, you're, you're building a wall with them, you know, like you, you will feel disrespected if the offense scores against you. So, I mean, it's like, you're really in that with, with one another. And and that speaks to football as a whole, but, but, you know, specifically for my position, I'd say the ability to, to intercept the ball. Um, and it sounds cliche and that might be the most simple answer, but but really, the game can be changed so fast in just one play like that. Yeah, definitely. You know, that that's a great answer, in my opinion. You know, the interception, we see it all the time in uh, college and NFL with those last-minute drives. That one interception or, you know, that any interception during the game can just have a whole ripple effect on the game, just changes it completely. So I definitely understand that. You know how you mentioned building a wall with your teammates. You know, you don't want the offense to score. I think that's awesome. You know, you, you take pride in the, in the defense, and that's a key thing for any defensive player. So that, that entire mindset is just it's awesome. You know, I don't really know how else to describe it. I know I've said awesome probably a million times now, but <laughs> that's just what it is, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. And it's, um, you know, I just think about guys like Ed Reed and, and Troy Polamalu, like I talked about earlier, and just the ability to, to take the ball away from the offense, and that's what they're protecting, you know, and you can just take it away from them and, and put your offense back on the field. That's what, that's what it's all about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so kind of uh, maybe uh, talking more about uh, your team, I'm sure a lot of fans might want this uh, question asked, but what was the reason why you decided to transfer from Penn State to Pitt? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh. Um, my high school was actually basically on Pitt's campus. Uh, so I, I grew up a Pitt fan. My whole family were they're all Pitt fans. Um, and I really, really strongly considered going there out of high school. Uh, they offered me and recruited me extremely hard. Um, and, you know, growing up, if you would have asked me where I wanted to play, you know, when I was a little kid, I would have said Pitt. You know, I love Pitt as the hometown team. Um, but, you know, going through the recruiting process, um, 
you know, James Franklin and his staff recruited me for a long time, and I was really close with them. And I considered going to a lot of other schools too, but um, I was really close with the Pitt staff at the time. And at that time, it was uh, Paul Christ, who's now the head coach of Wisconsin. And um, I was really close with them. They they were awesome to me. And um, but probably two months before signing day, uh, they left Pitt and went to Wisconsin. So. Um, so and that, that's when Coach Narduzzi took over and his staff. And they, they were great to me, too, and I, I really considered going there with his staff. Um, but really, it just it wasn't that long of a time to build that relationship with um, that I would sign my national letter of intent with. Um, you know, that, that's, that's a commitment, a life-altering decision. And, um, you know, they, they were great. And I was so torn. This was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in my life. Um, so I ultimately I went to Penn State out of Pitt, but um, whenever I called Coach Narduzzi to let him know I was going to Penn State, uh, he told me he thought I was making the wrong decision, but he said, if you ever want to come back home, we'll have a spot for you. And I never forgot that. Uh, so I went to Penn State for four years. You know, like I said, I had, you know, the best time of my life. I made lifelong friends, you know, memories that I'll never forget. You know, I got a great degree that will open so many doors for me down the road um but like I touched on earlier you know I just had three season ending surgeries in four years and and that is a a grueling process you know mentally and physically and uh so my my junior year I played in every game and uh you know I had a lot of momentum going into the off season and I I was feeling like you know my next year was going to be my breakout year and and um you know, to get back on track for everything I ever planned for. And, uh, you know, in the off season in spring ball, I blew out my shoulder. And um, so I needed to have shoulder surgery. And, you know, after working my whole way back from the first two to playing every game, get that momentum back, thought the injuries were behind me. Uh, after the third one, I was just like, dang, like I felt like I was starting back at square one. And uh, I was just crushed. And so I felt like, after I graduated, I felt like I needed just a clean slate, a fresh start, um, you know, change of luck, maybe change of scenery. And um, it was the hardest thing ever for me to leave Penn State because I love all those people there and I wish them nothing but the best of luck. But um, but it, but ultimately, I considered going to a lot of different places. And uh, but ultimately, coming back home to Pitt was um, it just felt right for me. It felt like a, a movie, like a storybook ending almost to, uh, you know, finish my college career at Pitt, the team I grew up rooting for. Um, so, so that was, that was, it was awesome. I can't wait to represent them this year. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great answer. Def, uh, those, those injuries I could imagine were crushing, but you know, the mentality you got, the work ethic, it sounds like you have, you know, it's, it's nothing but up, nothing, nothing but going up. And I don't know if you, uh, Listen to it was one of our past episodes. We actually interviewed a good friend of mine, Sam Finkel, who was an under undergraduate uh, head coach for the uh, or assistant coach for the uh, quarterbacks at Penn State. I don't know if maybe you uh, knew of him or knew him. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking um, at the titles of your podcast yesterday. I think it was. I saw that, and he he must be new there because he he had to get there. After I left, because um, I I didn't recognize that name, um, but so it, did you? Did you? How would the talk go with him? That was great. You know, it was it was awesome uh, knowing the kind of the behind the scenes that uh Penn State, all the uh, scouting he did and the work he put in with the quarterbacks. It was it was dope. Gotcha. So so he's still there right now. So he was there. He was a senior last uh or this past school year. So he graduated, but he's trying to get a uh, job now in like in the football personnel world, you know? Oh, oh, yes, 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 I know Sam. Yes, I know Sam. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking I was thinking he was a coach at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, I know Sam. Yeah, he um, yeah, he, he was more behind the scenes. But, yeah, I, I was thinking – I thought you were explaining him as a coach at first, uh, like like a, the quarterback's coach. Um, but, but no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know Sam. That, that's funny, small world. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a he's a good friend of mine. You know, we we go all the way back from working at a day camp together back. Oh like no way! Yeah, so we we just recently we connected again, and we had him on the show. And it was dope hearing what he had to say about Penn State and all that stuff. You know? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That, no, definitely, he'd have a good perspective because he's he's definitely 
behind the scenes, and he knows how things work. And uh, you know, Penn State is—I have nothing but great things to say about them. You know, it's a, it's a great program, a great university, um, and you know, it, it's shown the past few years they, they've had a lot of success. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, they got that. They got upcoming running back uh, Journey Brown. He's an absolute beast. Yeah, he's a great player and, and even a better person, honestly. Um, that's that's what remember, Sam kept saying. <laughs> yeah, is that right? Yeah, he's he's a great person. I remember when he came in as a freshman, and uh, he, he's a really humble kid, um, you know, and, and, and he deserves everything that's coming his way. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so basically to piggyback off that, I want to ask you, how does being an athlete make you a better person? Oh, that's that's great. Um, I think really, I think like like I said a little bit earlier, I touched on. I think it you know entices qualities that are hard to learn, um, you know, outside of sports, um, like like teamwork, um, you know, and and, and sacrifice, um, you know, and and work ethic. Obviously, you can learn that in in other areas for sure, but in sports, those qualities are vital. Uh, especially in a sport like football, um, you know, you're, you're playing with, with 10 other guys on the field. Um, so, you, you know, you, you need their help and you got to trust them at all times to, um, to do their job while you're doing yours. And, you know, not one man can take, can, can win it, win or lose a game. You know, it, it's, it's really the ultimate team sport. So I think, you know, teamwork, um, work ethic, sacrifice, you know, you, you get in what you put out for sure. And I think all of that relates to, you know, everything in life, really your, your relationships, you know, your marriage, you know, you, you, you get in, you get out of it what you put in for the most part. Um, you know, you got to sacrifice for one another, you know, in, in your job, in the real world. Um, I, I think it speaks volumes for, for the qualities that sports teach you. Uh, it, it can make you a better person, you know, and, and you can become passionate about your craft. Um, you know, you learn time management, um, you learn respect, humility. Um, you know, I, I think no doubt about it, it can make you a better person. But on the same at the same time, it can definitely change you. You know, you can let you can easily let success go to your head. And, um, you know, it can definitely change you for the for the worse as well. Um, but that's why you have your support system around you and, and your people to check you all the time uh, to make sure that doesn't happen. But I mean, you guys definitely know of a lot of people who, you know, ha- have blown up and have just gone off the deep end and got in over their head of success. Oh, yeah. And I, I love that you gave the like that second half of that answer saying that it, it can definitely get to another to another person's head. But at, at the same time, that's exactly why you have that support system around you. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I, I always think about, um, actually, at Penn State, I had, um, hanging up in, in my room, I had a Johnny Manziel jersey from Texas A&M hanging, out, hanging up, and right next to it, a Johnny Manziel jersey from the Browns hanging up. And uh, in, in high school, people call me Johnny Football. So, and obviously that nickname came from him, and he was a beast. You know, I loved him. Uh, growing up and so ultimately I had those two jerseys on my wall just to symbolize like what Johnny do you want to be today you know um and obviously you know you can't control everything um but you know I think he's and he he's spoken out about this publicly about you know the mistakes he's made and he's he's owned up to it and has taken responsibility for it but you know really in the moment I think sometimes you just lose control of yourself and you know he at Texas A&M, he could do whatever he wanted and get away with it. And, uh, you know, he was just going to dominate on Saturdays no matter what. And in the NFL, you know, it doesn't really fly like that sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I, again, like like you said, there, you see the evo- you can see the evolution of a person through through the sport where you saw, you saw Johnny go – he went through his phase, but you look at him now and he's like – He's talking about his struggles and what what he's gone through, and you you can definitely see he's evolved. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I think, you know, whatever he does in life, he'll he'll end up being successful because he can take over those those qualities that he learned throughout sports. Um, who knows if he'll ever you know get back into football? I, I hope he does because he was a, an amazing talent, and you know I'll forever be a fan of his and, and root for him no matter what he's doing. 
Um, but I definitely think for some kids growing up, he can be, you know, a, a living lesson for that. Yeah, definitely. You know, kind of before Dorian asked his uh, second question, I kind of a coincidence talking about uh, Manziel. I also have a Browns Manziel jersey hanging up on my wall. Man, you got wall. <laughs> I got, I got everyone. Man, trust me. You name yeah. someone, like the chance of me having them is very high. Yeah, you are definitely a big football fan. That, that's no oh, doubt about yeah. that. You man, Ryan's jersey wall is probably the best I've ever seen. Wow, I got to see a picture of it or something. Oh, I got you. Once we're done with it, I'm sending you a picture right yeah, away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to see that. That that, that that's that sounds legit. <laughs> So, All right, Dory, you want to ask another one, man? Yeah, yeah so my, my second question kind of goes into it, – it's really about you. So what what do you do? Because obviously play, playing at Penn State, there, there's, there's, a, there's some lights and everything. Well, there's a lot of lights for, for that fact. And just playing big-time college football, you how, how do you calm your butterflies? Oh, man. I See, I wish that I had – a better answer for, for what I'm going to say. Cause I think everybody wishes that they could, you know, like push a button to calm their butterflies. <laughs> I mean, uh, like I remember, you know, at Penn state, you know, I played in, I played in the big house at Michigan, you know, I played in the whiteout with 107,000 people against Ohio state. Um, you know, I've I played in bowl games. So, I mean, I've definitely been in some big time atmospheres and, um, and really, you know, running out in front of all those people, like it's it's chilling for sure, no doubt. Um, and but honestly, when you're out there, once the first play happens and you just get the first hit out of your system, I think it all goes away. Um, and maybe maybe not all of it, but it, it it feels like, you know, like this is the sport we've been playing our whole lives. Um, so, you know, just because of the difference and number of people watching it, um, it, it's crazy as to how much, you know, difference that makes in terms of the butterflies in your stomach. Uh, but really, you know, Coach Franklin always used to say, uh, when you run out of the tunnel, he, said, he would always say he would give us 15 seconds. He said, take 15 seconds to look around in awe in the stadium and, you know, just appreciate that you're playing in front of this many people. And, you know, soak it in for 15 seconds. But after 15 seconds, you got to snap back and focus on what your assignment and task is ahead of you. Um, so really running out of the tunnel was awesome. And then – but then, you know, once the game starts, you know, I got to be ready to make a play. So um, so I remember, like, running out of the tunnel against Ohio State in the whiteout. And then I was on the kick return team. So we were right on the field right after that. And, you know, the crowd's going crazy. But really, I think you just got to focus on being in the moment and focus on what you got to do on the field and not really think about everything that's going on around you. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I, I definitely love that answer because you, you hear it all the time with players who are like, man, the energy is just different, but then you got to lock right back in. And I, I love the, the focus that, that just comes with it, that you, you guys are able to just I, like you said, it's it's not necessarily like an off switch, but you you guys are like, okay, this is what I've got to do. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I really, you know, I, I I'm jealous over the people that don't get nervous at all because you know some people say if you don't get nervous, you don't care about it. Man, I I don't know about that because I've definitely had some teammates over the years that that don't really get nervous. And, you know, I, I wish I, I didn't have that feeling because, you know, sometimes there, it's, there's an excitement, but there's a little bit of a nervous factor. But ultimately, I think it all depends on your preparation and, you know, how much film you watched and how much time you spent on your craft and, you know, just trusting in your abilities and trusting in your preparation um, that you know what to do and that you know how to do it. Uh, our coaches used to say, you know, that, the games are won and lost before the game even starts. You know, the work you put in and the time you put in, you know, on your preparation um, really determines the outcome of the game. And just, just, you know, like everything you do before it, then once the game starts, it's just time for, for all that work to show. You know, you, that's not even the hard part. You're just showing off what you did when the lights went off. Yep. And, I mean, you hear, you hear stories about – 
I don't know if you've ever seen that picture of Deion Sanders in the locker room where it looks like he's just chilling there. But yeah. he's, he's he's got the uh he's got the tape right there in front of him, which I think is awesome to see. Yeah, that's a that's a great picture. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he um I saw something on Twitter about that not too long ago. But um and because it, it was a while ago. Like, um obviously when he was playing, you know, it was before iPads and stuff like that. So he was you know, for for him to go to that extent, you know, that 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 just shows how locked in and focused he was. Definitely. D- it I I love I love seeing things like that hearing from other players like yeah this I I I'm preparing that way I can I can go right back out and I I know exactly what I'm doing that way I I can tell you that I gave 100%. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And you owe it to yourself, you know, the people that helped you get to that moment and your your teammates. Um, you know, because they're all counting on you too. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's that's some great stuff. Uh, kind of moving towards, I guess, the fun side of uh, football and just, just some like, these are kind of odd questions, but yeah. I think they're fun questions. But, you know, is there any uh, pregame song you like to listen to, you know, chilling in the locker room, you're getting hype, getting ready to get out there, you just put those headphones on, just blast that song full volume into your ears? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, I would, I would say um, any Meek Mill. Uh, you know, I, I, I love rap and hip hop in general, but, um, Meek Mill definitely, definitely gives me, gets me hype and ready, but there's definitely for me, at least everybody's different, but for me, at least I don't want to get too hype before the game. Uh, because then at least for me, if I'm too hype and too fired up, then I can just be out of control on the field and that I'm not. I'm not mentally as focused because I'm just so worried about running full speed and hitting someone as hard as I can, <laughs> where it's not like where it's, it's not as focused um, in terms of that nature. But, but so, so I would definitely um, say any, any type of meat mill dreams and nightmares. Um, oh, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, no doubt. A I mean, that's a classic. That's like the Philadelphia Eagles theme song. But, uh, but I, I love that. Um, any any of Drake's hardcore stuff, uh, you know, not not like his Take Care album, like the like the hard stuff. <laughs> uh, and then I'd say um, there's this one song that my high school team we used to listen to in the locker room. It's called Ali Boomaye, um, and that uh, that song is definitely definitely up there just because it, it makes me it makes me get hyped for sure. Yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, Meek Mill is kind of he's kind of known as like a get hype kind of artist. I feel like I feel like that's a sort of picture painted around him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no doubt. He's definitely known for that. I think if you asked, you know, a lot of athletes, they they, they would say Meek Mill. Yeah, 100. percent Personally, for me, you know, I don't I don't play a lot of sports. I, I played flag football. You know, don't want to flex on everyone uh, listening. <laughs> Big flag football player right here. But uh, what I would listen before the game, I don't know if you know the song. Uh, Champions, I think is what it's called. It's with uh, two chains and yeah. like yeah. I, I love that song. That that song would just get me absolutely like I, I'm like ready. Like that, once I hear that's a that's a good one for sure. No no doubt. I, I got that on my phone. No doubt. Yeah, I love that song pers- uh, personally for me. And uh, you know, kind of talking more about like the fun of football. Uh, you know, is there any uh post game activity that you would do like after game, whether that being like going to like a restaurant with all the teammates or like just just playing, just doing doing stuff and like bonding with the teammates. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, who, um, you know, there was, you know, just being with your teammates, honestly, after the game. Uh, I'm not the type of person that goes out and hangs out with people after a loss. Um, but after a win, uh, you know, Penn State has a has a reputation for being a, a party school. Uh, so it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, after wins, especially with how crazy their fans are and everything. Um, but and and at Penn State, the, our families were really close. Like um, me and my friends on the team, uh, their parents, my parents, we'd all get together and, and hang out for a little bit before uh, me and the guys would head out uh, later. But um, but and, and same same thing at Pitt. You know, Pitt being in a city, um, they're they're really supported by the city as well. So it's it's a lot of fun. You know, walking around the town and going out to whatever bar is is the move that night. Um, but but I, I'd say. Just as long as I'm with my teammates, because um, that that 
you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, and just creating these memories and and just being with my teammates because you know it all, it ends for everybody one day, and you know everybody says that the thing they miss most about the sport is just like the small things in the locker room with with their teammates, um, you know, and and after a win, it's definitely a dance party in the locker room. Everybody's going crazy, you know, everybody's squirting water everywhere. And uh, at Penn State, at least, there was they, they, they had a big disco ball that was in the uh, in the locker room after wins. They would turn all the lights off and put the disco ball on and, and crank the music. So um, so no doubt about that. Uh, there, there's def- definitely a lot of different ways to do it. Yeah, you know, those memories that you're talking about are just memories you should cherish forever. I feel like a lot of a majority of the players don't really cherish or appreciate those memories that they make while they're in college and in the NFL with those teammates. And once, you know, those days are gone, you just realize like, oh, those were like the good old days pretty much, you know, and you're going to miss that. And I love to hear that you'll just cherish those memories forever. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, definitely you got to be smart about it. You know, you don't want to go out and be out too late because on Sunday we got film and practice bright and early. Um, but but definitely take advantage of the time with uh, my teammates and my friends the night after a game because that, that's, that's really what it's all about is just spending time with them. And like you said, you know, you don't you don't get to do that over. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Oh, yeah. So kind of continuing on with the fun questions, this I think is probably one of the most important questions on here. I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> oh, I know which one's coming. Oh yeah. So who is your celebrity crush? Oh man. All right. Kylie Jenner's up there. No doubt. Smart man. No doubt. Kylie Jenner's <laughs> up there. Um, you know, I love, I'm a big movie guy. So I, I love movies and obviously this, this person's a, a little bit older than me, but I love Jennifer Aniston. You know, she's just like, all American, all natural, just like everything that like a guy could want. I feel like, you know, she's just, she's just, you know, naturally so pretty to me. And, uh, I just love, I love her personality, at least how she displays herself in in movies and TV shows. I think she's awesome. And, uh, cool. Let me think. Um, Oh, there's, um, who was it? I think it was, um, who dated this girl? This girl's on Instagram. She's an Instagram model. Oh, it was um, uh, it's Deshaun Watson's girlfriend now. Deshaun Watson's oh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. She used to she used to date uh, Dejounte Murray, the point guard for the Spurs. And uh, if any chance Deshaun Watson hears this, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. With all due respect, your girl is gorgeous. <laughs> no, no, all, all love, all love. <laughs> Go and say her for sure. <laughs> All all smart answers, man. I I can't argue on any of those. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I feel like everybody not. has. Uh, that, that, that's a good question to ask anybody, uh, because but but I feel like those those three names are will be commonly answered. I, I, yeah, I, I gotta ask you guys, who are your guys' celebrity crushes? You know what? For me, you know, ever since fifth grade watching Harry Potter, I've always had a crush on Emma Watson. Have to go with <laughs> Emma Watson there. That that's just my go-to answer you know yeah how about you Dorian? i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you zendaya because zendaya is just i mean i'm a little shorter but you know if she wants to scrunch down a little bit you know she would <laughs> be perfect height but yeah right. zendaya definitely right right those are both good ones too i feel like kind of ryan what you said like a lot of times it's like a movie you saw when you were young or you know Something like that. Like, it's not like something, some somebody where you just see and you're like, oh, that's my celebrity crush. You know, it, it sort of has something else behind it where, you, where you, you've seen her for many years, you know? Yeah, you know, that it's my childhood basically watching Harry Potter, the fifth grader. And I, as a fifth grader, I was just, I just thought Emma Watson was like the most beautiful girl like I've ever seen. So, right, right. That's just fifth grade me right there, you know? Yeah, that, that, that was a good question. That's definitely a fun question. I like that one. We, we like asking that one personally, at least uh, for myself. And, you know, kind of another uh, fun question. This is one we ask a lot of guys. Definitely want to know from you. Uh, your top five favorite foods. Ooh. Um, I'd say uh, I love just a good, solid fettuccine Alfredo with grilled chicken uh, dish. That, that's, that's, that's my favorite meal, I'd say. 
Um, believe it or not, uh, recently, within the past two months, since quarantine started, actually, um, my family, we stumbled upon this uh, Netflix documentary called uh, Game Changers. And it's about um, professional athletes who have gone vegan. And so, so believe it or not, for the past two months, I, I've been vegan, actually. And uh, so if you would ask me three months ago if I would ever go vegan, I would say not in a million years because I ate nothing but chicken for lunch and dinner and eggs for breakfast every day. <laughs> uh, for that is past. literally what my stepdad does every day, chicken and eggs. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. That's all I've eaten my whole life. So the past two months have been really different. So in terms of uh, my favorite foods now, uh, they're, they're probably nothing that would attract either of you guys. Uh, nothing needed, nothing sounds too, uh, too good, but to be honest, I, you know, I, I've, I've really enjoyed it so far and I'm excited to see the effect that it has on my body and my performance, you know, once, uh, practice starts back up. So, um, so I'm really excited in that facet, but it's, it's hard for me to give you guys food. You know, I really just eat, you know, a lot of beans, a lot of quinoa, a lot of hummus, um, a lot of tofu. <laughs> so nothing that sounds too good, I'm sure. Well, I, I have all love for uh, hummus. You know, hummus is great with some pretzels. Yeah, no doubt. I love hummus. I just mm-hmm. had hummus earlier today. Um, but but I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. People hate on the meals, and people just think that all, all I eat is salads, and that's not true. I've been <laughs> vegan for two months, and I haven't had one salad. Not one. Um, yeah, definitely a stereotype right, around that. Right, right. Um, so I have a lot of pictures on my phone of meals that, that you know, have, have come across my, my dinner table over the past two months. Um, so I, I'll, I'll be sure to send you some of those and you guys can check them out because they look a lot better than you would think. All right. I definitely want some some of those pictures, man. I, I want to check some of that out. You know, over since we've uh, started this whole uh, quarantine thing, I've actually somehow, some way, have lost like ten pounds since we started. I don't know how. Don't know wow. what I'm doing different. That's good. I, I don't know what I'm doing different. Honestly, I can't answer with for that. But it's good, like you said. And you know, I definitely need some more uh, healthy options in my life. Uh, I won't lie about that. I I eat a lot of. Uh, I get beef for dinner most of the time but uh you know going back to you know top foods uh one of my top favorites got to be uh sushi man i love love sushi is that right you see i've only tried sushi one time in my life um i don't know why it's not that i don't like it i just never have really gone out of my way to get it um but but I, i i would definitely be be open to that in the future yeah, sushi. It's honestly, it's you, you got to go to like the right place. Cause uh, personally, for me, a couple months ago, we have a place near us about like five minutes away, and I, I've always liked this place. It's been, it's been great. I go there, and we come back. I eat the sushi, and my stomach is just killing me for the rest of the night. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe my, I'm just having like a bad stomach issue or something. And I have two friends text me the the day after, and they ask me if I went there the past day. And they got the exact same thing as me, and they had stomach issues. And I'm like, wow, like I'm never going back there again. Ah uh, man, see that's what scares me. Stuff like that. that, that that's, that's yeah. No, I can feel it. But everybody does say it depends on where you go. I mean, I've yeah, seen it really does. Videos of people where like, you know, the sushi is has like fire on the top and stuff like that. Uh, so I've definitely seen some crazy ones. But I'll, I'll definitely be open to trying it more in the future. Uh, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, sushi is amazing. Love it. <laughs> uh Dory, you got any more questions, ma'am, before we uh wrap it up? Um, just one more really. So what are you doing to pass the time during this whole quarantine time? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I love asking people that myself. Um you know, really I think you know, I, I'm 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 really obviously like I've hated, you know, missing spring ball and you know, being around the guys and, and class and everything. Um and missing class, but, um, but I really think it's, it's an opportunity for me to, to take advantage of that. I'll probably never have again in my life. You know, it's really a pause on my life that, you know, is an opportunity for me to catch up on my rest, you know, work on my craft, um, you know, do things that I really never have the time to do. You know, my, my schedule is just so, so busy with football all the time, especially the past, you know, a few years since I've been in college, I haven't really been home that much. Um, 
And, you know, right now I think I've enjoyed it so much being able to spend this quality time with my family. Um, honestly, I think it's the best thing ever that's happened to my family, to be honest. Um, you know, knock, knock on wood, none of us have, have been sick yet. But, um, but I think we've gotten so much closer as a family, um, you know, because we're basically forced to, to hang out all day and night. So, um, and so I, I'm really grateful for that. But, um, you know, I, I think obviously working out, um, my, my finals for, for the spring semester just wrapped up last week. So, um, so now I have a little bit more time without school this week. But school starts back up next week, <laughs> so um, so we'll get back to that. But but other than you know just working out, working on my craft, spending time with my family, uh, I'm checking movies off the list every day, left and right. So if you guys have got any movie recommendations, please send them my way. I'm always open for a good new movie. Um, and really, um, I, I want to read a few more books. Uh, you know, I think this, like I said, this is a great opportunity just to improve myself in so many ways. I saw something on Twitter the other day that said, like, if you don't come out of this quarantine with um, with a new hobby, a new side hustle, or you know, a, a better body, then then what were you doing? Um, so I feel like you know, it's just a great opportunity for me to take advantage of to improve my life in, um, in multiple ways. So I, I, I'm, I'm grateful for it so far. Obviously, you know, it's, it's a horrible situation and, and, you know, I hope everybody stays safe out there. Um, but I think for me, um, it's definitely so far it's, it's, it's been, it's been good to me and I think it can pay benefits and dividends, you know, when we get out of it. Definitely, man. I know, I'm I'm studying to be a journalist, so like oh, like wow, you said, cool. college classes are starting to wrap up and everything. So you know, I, I I'm writing constantly, just trying to improve on that. But also, you know, Ryan hit me up and was like, "Hey, I like he I saw he started the podcast and he was like, "Hey, man, like is is this something you'd be interested in?" And I was like, "Yeah, why not? It, it's something to help me out, and it help it helps all of us out." Right. Yeah, no doubt, man. This is a great opportunity for everybody. And, you know, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a learning, you know, it's a learning tool, you know, and it's, it's something for you guys to build on. And I think it's great what you guys are doing. Um, you know, it, it helps everybody. And I think it, it, a lot of people are benefiting from it. I think it's a great idea. I think it's, it's a great hustle. And, um, you know, I think you guys are doing a great job at it. So, so please, please keep it up. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I really, appreciate this opportunity for, for me it, it, it's been awesome um ryan dorian you know it's, it's been a pleasure so I, I i thank you and uh i want you guys to know that that I, I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart so you know going forward you guys keep keep doing your thing and and i'll i'm definitely a fan of the uh of the podcast and i, I will be tuning in consistently for sure yeah, I really appreciate that, man. It means a lot. And personally, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Your your answers to our questions were amazing, and it's been it's been awesome talking to you. And it's just it's been a blast. I don't really have any other way to describe it. You know, I'm kind of bad uh, at that part, but you know, I I really appreciate the love, man. It, it's awesome. Oh no, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Dorian Ryan, you know, you guys are great guys. I appreciate spending this time with you, and so so please keep in touch going forward you know let's let's continue to to link up and and you know we're uh, so as as we go through this quarantine you know you guys are doing a great thing and uh so, so so be proud of that and i think it's a great great opportunity for everybody so so thank you so much for this opportunity and um you know best of luck with everything going forward you know Dorian becoming a journalist and everything and, and ryan starting starting college next year so i i appreciate you guys time and uh best of luck going forward and, and please keep in touch definitely man, thank you, man. we yeah, appreciate sure. you sounds for good sure. guys talk to you soon yeah thank you man thank you everyone for listening today hope you all enjoyed and we'll see you guys next time